Okay. Funny story. I have already done this once. Um, apparently, I recorded the entire episode, an hour and ten minutes, with no sound. Now, I know I have said, and will say again, that these conversations are not edited. But... That would be the exception. Um, so I've already done this once. So if I seem a little grumpy or impatient, it is late. And I want to make sure I keep my commitment. Because as with many of us, um, once we find a loophole, we tend to exploit it so um i'm gonna start a little different than i did the first time so we're just gonna pretend like i haven't done this because y'all don't know that i did this but i did um i scheduled all the live events and everything and so if you saw those and then didn't see them that is why i didn't even realize it till i went to submit the audio track for the podcast on the website. So it went, it was getting ready to go everywhere tomorrow morning and it was, had no sound. So it was just lucky that I tried to play it. Um, so we're gonna do this now. I'm gonna try to keep my mouse from going to sleep because that was a big deal. I thought it went well. But it uh, it did not like go exactly well. So we're gonna start over, and we're gonna do this again. In yeah. So what I'm doing here is prior to having any guests on. Is the camera back now? That's fantastic. Um, prior to having any guests on here, um, I to run through my structure, my episode structure from my episode notes over here. I want to I want to walk through that as a sort of explanation or guide for any future guests, as well as um, just to kind of proof of concept it for you know everybody and i also don't want to ask other artists to come on here and you know tell their stories without having dug into mine as well that hardly seems fair so i am doing this without coffee as the last time i drank an entire pot of it and it's like i said it's late and i'm not making another one because work tomorrow so we're just going to get started the first segment of this podcast i have i have it sectioned out by um discussion topics that are meant more to guide um the guest 
through telling their story. This is not my story, but we're running, like I said, running through this. So the still working on my radio voice. I'm sorry. Y'all. Um, first segment is the intro. Uh, so we're just going to go ahead and start this. Um, this is a new podcast. Uh, and I'm going to get better at making sure that this thing does not go to sleep. It's been a long night. Okay. So I, I apologize for podcast listeners. I'm still new at this and there's going to be some silences. So I'm working on that as well as my radio voice. So this is a new podcast. Um, we are, the purpose of this is to have conversations with, um, artists and creatives of all fields, um, successful or unsuccessful according to their own definition of success. And we're going to be putting a hard emphasis on failures, rejections, obstacles, um, things that have gotten in the way of you and your arts or you and succeeding at your art or, you know, however, um, however the experiences have your experiences have affected your ability to either in the past or currently have affected your ability to, um, be who you are through your art. So, um, if you find something of value in what follows, um, I am trying not to monetize these, uh, streams or the podcast. Um, I, these are other people's stories. I'm not, I don't want to be interrupting those with ad reads or advertisements. I I'm trying really hard to not want to do that. This is, um, on top of my day job and on top of my writing, this is another thing that I have added to my life that, um, I feel is important, but I do not want to monetize this with ad reads or ad breaks. So, um, I have a Patreon. If you're so inclined to, you know, I'm not really going to beg for it. You probably won't hear about it very much. Um, it's not going to be like an ad read, but that my bio site is up there. Um, that QR code will take you to my bio site with all my links. The Patreon's on there, all my socials. You can, you know, by the end of this, we'll talk more about what I really want you to do with that. Um, and this will be there instead of for me, every episode, this will be there for whoever I'm talking to. So the guest of the day will have their own. QR code that takes them to their preferred, you know, support page or donation page or what have you. Uh, so you can also find it at patreon.com ATH pod because I'm Alex D. Holden and this is the abject demiurge podcast, a podcast for creatives. Um, 
So I'm constantly, I'm trying to get over the constant trying to remember what I said last time that I was really proud of versus the just fuck it and go again. So (laughs) we're just going to, I'm a little bitter. Um, So this is the third episode. uh, And uh, I am again running through my own uh, interview discussion structure with myself, with myself as the subject, um, as a kind of blueprint for going forward with other artists. Um, so, uh, I'm, this is something that's important to me. I think that this is a conversation that we need more of in the creative arts, whether you're successful by your definition of success or, you know, starting out or afraid to start out or whatever stage you're at in your creative journey as an artist or creator or whatever. Um, I want to have these conversations. I want to not just for, you know, viewers, um, this may end up being a cathartic experience for some people who are telling these stories, you know, about why they do what they do or why they don't do what they do anymore. Or, you know, everybody has their own, their own journey. And that's, that's what I think I want to talk about with people. And some of it is for me because I am, you know, I am a struggling, you know, by some definitions, failure. And um, I don't uh, classify myself as such on most days, but we'll we'll get to that as we get through this episode. So um, if you saw the previous episode, the successful pilot uh, from last week, you know that I had a stop motion um, intro that I made. Um, I kind of updated that a little bit. I made a new one and some transitions, which I'm not even sure I'm going to be using. They are kind of shitty. Uh, but I did some other things, so I'm going to go ahead and play this intro thing that I thing that I made. And then we're going to go ahead and Yeah, I mean, I, I got this intro, so we're gonna we're gonna play this intro, and then um, and then we'll fuck about and ascertain. So, thanks for joining. Um, if that was obnoxiously loud, I apologize. I'm still, uh, trying to figure this shit out. I am new to this. I, 
Uh, I guess you could say I got a wild hair up my ass and decided that there was a conversation that I felt like needed to be had. Um, and decided to do it without uh, too much prep, I guess, on my part, which is very unlike me to be that spontaneous. The anxiety tends to not allow that just about every other time. So while I'm going forward with this new creative endeavor, we're going to, I'm going to ask that you come with me and be patient and be kind. Um, the second section after the introduction um, is background. So this will be where I ask each, each interview, each artist that I'm talking to. Um, I, I keep trying not to say the word interview um, because I, I really want this to be conversational, not very um, official, just, just a conversation and mostly about the artists that I'm talking to. I want to hear their stories. I don't want to talk over their stories. You know, I have, I have prompts to keep this thing moving to keep, you know, but I, I want to let them tell their stories, however much or however little they do or do not want to. Um, so basically the, the background is basically, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, what kind of artist are you? Uh, where are you from? So I am a writer. Uh, mostly of, um, well, I guess genre writer, what you would refer to as speculative fiction. Uh, but I have a background in, uh, classic literature, uh, mythology. Um, and I think that those, that background tends to inform my, what, what you would, I guess, say would be soft science fiction, but very, very soft and light on the, the science. I am a, a, I love science, but I'm not a scientist. So, um, the, the science fiction setting of my writing tends to be um, just a setting. Um, I, my my writing is much more character focused, character driven, um, with heavy on social commentary and things of that nature. Um, but I I think that my my background in classic literature, both as a reader and as a I guess student of classic literature and mythology um I think that informs my writing a lot so it tends to be less genre-y I guess is I guess that's how you would say that um so I'm a I'm a speculative fiction writer I, I think speculative fiction is the closest way the most accurate way to describe that. Um, I am currently, uh, I've spent most of my life in Texas. I live in Texas. We live in Texas now. Um, I spent some time up North, went to college up North. Um, I was born up North, um, had family up North, whatnot. Um, so a little bit, a little bit of close, more recent background. Um, 
I totally lost my train of thoughts. Um, I'm currently working on a novel. Um, it is probably my sixth or seventh. Um, but I have in my life, um, let's rewind. I have been writing since I was 11. Um, my mom, when I was a kid, got me an old used uh, Smith Corona typewriter, a yellow one. I have a, a grayish yellow one, kind of the same over there on the shelf. Um, but the shift key was stuck, and I used to take these papers, and I used to cut them down to paperback size, and I put them through the typewriter, and I'd type short stories out on them, and then I'd staple them together. and um. And then, uh, you know, I draw cover arts and blurbs on the back and whatnot. And, you know, that would be my terrible, shitty early days of writing. Um, I once typed up a spec script for an X-Files episode. And I was, shit, I was probably 13, 14. And I put it in a puffy envelope. and I sent it to a Fox address that I found somewhere and it probably ended up in some dude's desk and, or in his trash can, most inevitably, probably his trash can. Um, so, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. Um, I have submitted work to magazines and short story competitions and writers. I've been in writers groups. Um, Agents, publishers, uh, you name it. I mean, I've been doing this a long time under multiple names, multiple pseudonyms. Um, just, there's my dog. Um, hey, sweet girl. Um, she's up late too. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I have, uh, I did, I did skip something. In the intro, I think. See, I'm getting mixed up between the one that I did without sound. Um, these are not edited. Did I say that already? These are not edited. We're going to put these together exactly as they happen. Um, in keeping with the theme of the show, which is failures and overcoming failures and you know things like that. Words, bruises to the creative process, whatever. I've said this so many times and I can't remember if I said it at the intro. Uh, these interviews will not be edited. So however the conversation takes place, whether it takes place well or there are issues or whatever, it's going, it's being recorded and going up that way partially because it's in keeping with the theme of the show and failure is how we grow. And also because I don't have time for anything else. Um, yeah. So first experience, typewriter. Um, other experiences, uh, in sixth grade, we read, now let's go back a little first. Another experience would be Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park came out. I read it after, after I saw the movie, I was just floored. Then I read the book and I understood the difference 
Uh, that was my first experience with reading a book after seeing a movie and realizing um, the complexity of storytelling, how complex and fascinating, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of words can be. Um, and then in sixth grade, um, I had uh, an English teacher. Uh, shout out, by the way. I'm not going to name drop, but shout out, Mr. T. Um, we read Thief of Always by Clive Barker in that class, and I think that book changed my life. Um, the Great Grey Beast February nearly swallowed Harvey Sw Swick alive. Like, the one of the greatest opening sentences that a teenager could read about another teenager. Um, it's, it's a fascinating book. It's, and it, it, I never felt things reading before that. I felt reading that book. Um, I felt fear. I felt sadness. I felt, um, even in its most fantastical, um, it felt real to me. It, and that inspired me that I don't want to say inspired. I, I realized that I wanted to be able to incite that in other people. I wanted to other people to experience what I did, what I experienced with that story. And I wanted to find ways to create those moments for other people. And that that was what inspired me. And after that, we had an assignment to write our own short story. And he uh, was the first person other than my mother to... Sorry, Mom. I said mother. I know you hate that. Um, the first person other than my mom to tell me that um i have a voice and that i have a a clear concise voice and that i need to nurture that and grow that and and told me to keep at it i'm um, probably not in so many words but um i wrote a short story about uh a kid whose brother disappeared and the entity that uh taunted him and the inevitable not so happy confrontation. Um, and I, I was really proud of it. It's the first I hand wrote it. it. You know, it was a short story. It wasn't like a big deal. It was sixth grade, but um, it was the first thing that I, I ever was complimented on by an outside person who is a writer and a reader and a teacher of English language. So. I think those are my big three moments. Um, there's more, there's stories and stories, you know, uh, I've been writing, uh, like I said, I've been writing, writing my, most of my life. Um, and you know, not always for other people, sometimes for myself. Um, it's just, it's who I am and it's what I do. And, um, I do have, I will get to that later. That's part of the, the next section. So, um, 
we do have I'm just going on. I'm still trying to think about the, the last time I did this earlier. So um next segment um is called digging in. Oh, I'm going to try this. I'm probably not going to use it when I'm talking to guests cuz I don't know if I can fit it in anywhere. But I'm going to use this transition thing I made so before I move to the next segment. That's probably the only time anybody will see that. Um, and if you're, uh, again, podcast people, I'm trying to make all my visual stuff also um, audio because I listen to a lot of podcasts and silence is kind of annoying sometimes. So I'm trying to keep moving. Again, I am not a public speaker. I have way too much anxiety and I have no idea how I've talked myself into doing this. Uh, but the desire to have this conversation and learn, hear other people's stories about that are similar or, you know, in some way like mine, um, is, is really strong. So we're just gonna do the best we can. Um, next segment is digging in. This segment is called digging in. So we're going to dig into, um, the idea of success and uh, obstacles and, you know, how you as an artist, how we as artists deal with that. And this isn't, again, this isn't um, just for me. Like, I, I believe that this could be a cathartic experience for the, for, the, you know, the guests that we're talking to, you know, some of the, some, some of us, you know, um, we all define success differently and some of us, you know, we, some of us, we hit, we hit roadblocks in our, our artistic journeys. And sometimes what we define as success, we, we don't, you know, always, always find that. And I want to talk to people in all different points of their artistic journey. So, you know, if you, if if you're living off your art or if you quit on your art or if, you know, you're just starting out, you know, trying to figure out, you know, who you are and what you have to say and what medium you're going to say it in. then I want to talk to you. Um, so what is the dream to you as an artist? So to me, um, the dream would be to be able to make a living off of my writing. Um, I mean, I, as, as we go through this, we're going to talk about obstacles and things, but you know, life happens, you know, shit hits you in the face and it, things happen, you know, and, and sometimes that derails us for a time, sometimes years. You know, and I, I think I've been luckier than some, but I have, when I was really young, I made decisions that, you know, I kind of got in my own way for a lot of years. And then, you know, yeah, we got, we've got four teenagers. Well, we got three teenagers at home and then we've got a, an adult this out of the house now. 
between the two of us and um my our oldest in the house is graduating and like i said in the other video it's a fucking madhouse sometimes and i have a full-time job that you know that i i work and my the spare time that i have i you know i get as much writing done as i can and then i added this on top of all of that um oh did i i did talk about that i, I did yeah this time i did just scan scan the thing whatever um I mean, life gets in the way. I, I, there's not really any other way to say that, um, as it as it did for me. Um, but I work. I work as much as I can on on my writing. I'm currently working on a on a novel. Um, pretty. I'm I'm on the third draft. I'm I'm on the third draft of it. It's about. So far, it's about probably about 160,000 words. Um, so once once we get to that point, then the querying start, querying for agents. I, I have never self-published. Um, I'm not, I don't have anything against it. I'm not knocking it. Um, my dream has always been to traditionally publish, um, just because that's always been my dream. Uh, As much as the process sucks, I enjoy it. Um, so the dream to me is if 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 I can make enough off my writing to not have to, you know, do that job. You know, which which I don't hate my job. I love my job. I work with great people. In case anybody stumbles on this, um, I love y'all. Uh, but again, um, I am a writer and to be able to live my life doing the thing that I love every day would just, that's the dream. I mean, if I, if I could replace my day job with writing every day, I would, I would never stop. <laughs> I would never stop. Um, but that's the dream. So to me, that is, I believe there are multiple uh, different levels to being successful. To me, that is the dream. That's the goal. Um, I think that success can come in, you know, higher, higher quantities, you know, people, you know, hitting lists and winning awards and, you know, selling rights and, and shit like that. Like, I mean, sure. You know, let, let's hope for it, but I, I tend to be a, a realist about things, and I'm not. I think that takes a level of confidence that I, I do not have, and we're gonna, that is actually a conversation here in a little bit. Um, but I think that takes a level of confidence that I don't have to shoot that high, and honestly, just to be able to make a living sitting at home, well, I don't. That sounds condescending. Just to be able to make a living, you know, doing the thing that I love, that that's the dream. Um, 
is that the same as being successful? Um, uh, I, I, I think that is an acceptable level of success for me. Um, if we're talking, um, about that level of success, you know, the dream, then I, I do not consider myself successful yet. Um, but you know, we're, we're working on it. We're always working on it. We're always working on the next thing. Um, you're where you at now with your art and you're working on the next thing. Uh, that's the most that we can ever hope for. Um, so if we're talking about the, that level of success, you know, living off art, then I do not consider myself successful yet, but I do, if you're asking me as just as a writer, I consider my success self successful on, you know, below that, a lower definition of successful because I still write, um, all the things that have gotten my, in my way, all the life changes, all of the, you know, all the things that happen throughout a person's life. I mean, I, I just hit 40. And I've been doing this since I was like 11. Clearly, as far, you know, my earliest memory is probably about 11 of really, really wanting to write. And that's math I don't feel like doing because I've been sitting in front of this camera for about two hours now. So, you know, I'm not doing math. But the... I consider myself successful in that, in that vein, um, because I'm still doing it. I'm still doing the thing that I love, um, because of who I am. So, uh, I think that depends on your varying levels of your, your own definition of success as well. So, uh, what are, or were some of the biggest obstacles in your way? So, as I've said, this is intended for whoever I'm, I'm speaking with. So on sometimes it may be, uh, people who consider themselves success, who are living off their art, who are working in their fields, you know, so I want to talk to them about when they were at a stage in their artistic journey where they were failing and where they were um maybe getting in their own way or life getting in their way or you know when they were ready to give up um i the point is to normalize the conversation of failure uh failure in the arts is from an outside perspective you know for me as a writer i you know People ask me what I do. You know, I always, I always want to say I'm a writer. But experience has taught me <laughs> that saying I'm a writer to people and they say, oh, what have you written? You know, well, I've, I've written lots of things. Where can I read it? Well, nowhere, because I can already see the look on your face that I'm a failure. <laughs> so it's. It, it devolves that answer through conversation with non-artists tends to devolve into, so that's a hobby, um, which, you know, standard definition of a hobby, I guess, but it's more than a hobby. It's who I am. And, um, I think that 
um, we we tend to we tend to sometimes we 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 stop we stop i think is where i was going with that um so i want to talk to you know people at 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 different stages in their creative journey so um people like me like like it it because the stories that we tell could make a connection with someone else with a similar story or a similar journey or somebody who, you know, is beginning their creative journey. Um, I think it's an important conversation to have to normalize that uh, because I think not enough people who on the outside of artistic fields understand that failure rejection those things are those things are how we grow as artists you know as much as it sucks to ha you know put your life into something your time into something who you are into this thing and just put it out there you know say here i made it. and then to be told no it it fucking sucks. I said on the the successful pilot that there isn't there aren't many comparable feelings to that. It, it fucking sucks, and um, I want to normalize that conversation because I know a lot of people quit. I mean, the first there have been times you know where a rejection hurt so bad that I I stopped. I just imposter syndrome. You know, it's, it's a bitch and it, it, I have a whole thing on it here. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, but I want to normalize that conversation because I want people to understand that, um, art is, is different. It, it exists outside of an industry. There are industries built around art, but not living off of it like for me not not publishing doesn't make me a, not a writer it just makes me not an author so th there is a difference between the two and you know every every artistic field has its own you know terminology and whatever um i made a comment the last time earlier on the one with no sound where i was talking about dancers as artists and that I have absolutely no understanding of what kind of work goes into being a dancer. And uh, I know no dance terminology. And um, so if any of y'all that come across this are uh, dancers um, and you want to tell your story, you know, let me know. Uh, I'm down for learning about whatever. Um, so that, that's what this is about. It's not just about, um, me hearing stories or other people hearing stories. It's about learning. It's about non-artists learning. I want to normalize this conversation about failure and rejection 
and how we grow as artists from being told no. Uh, you know, sometimes it's gatekeeping. Sometimes it's, you know, just you get in your own way. Sometimes life gets in your way. Anyway, we talked about all these things. Um, so the next point was, oh, this is, this is what I was talking about earlier. So one of the things I like to, that affects me, um, I don't know if it's disproportionately, but one of the things that affects me most as a writer is imposter syndrome. Um, for those of you that don't know, uh, imposter syndrome is basically when you convince yourself that, that you're an imposter. Um, when you, become so when you lose so much confidence in yourself that you feel like you're imposing in the community that you don't belong in that you have no right to be in um and that you're you're not good enough to be a member of that community so me as a writer um it gets me a lot a lot you know i have a hard day you know with with my writing I'm having, you know, right now I'm in editing phase, you know, third draft, most of it's editing. Um, some, there's some rewrites, you know, but most of it's editing. And sometimes I'm just looking at some shit I did and it's the third draft and it has not improved and it still doesn't belong. And sometimes it just fucking sucks and I suck and it's dumb and you know, I, I shouldn't be doing this. And sometimes that'll, that'll kick my ass for a couple of weeks, you know, before the, the need to get back to the story, you know, eventually outweighs the lack of confidence. Uh, that's a big thing. So I want to hear about other people's experiences with imposter syndrome. Um, I have a really hard time with it. it is like one of the big ones for me. And so, you know, I want to hear about how other people handle that. Um, because I handled it by just waiting it out until, like I said, the desire and the need and the love of writing eventually win. And, you know, maybe other people have some other ways of dealing with that. Um, so I do want to talk about imposter syndrome with people. That, that one is, for me, a lot. Um, so... Uh, most of us struggle with it. In what ways does it affect you? You know, uh, I think I, I've already covered that for myself, but um, I, I quit. I quit writing for a while. You know, I think like a week, two weeks at a time. You know, it just depends. It depends on, you know, what the experience was that caused it. Um, and it, it could doesn't even have to be anything. You know, I could I could be going pretty strong you know, trying to hit my word count goal. Even if I don't, I'm trying every day, every day, trying to hit my word count goal at the end of, you know, I log off of work. We do things. We have our evening stuff, but when I have time to sit down and work, I'm trying to hit my word count and, you know, I could, I could be on a roll. I could be on a really good streak and I don't know, fuck like just suddenly, you know, what's the, what's the point? It's not worth it. I'm not good at this. I'm wasting my time. I'm going to die soon. Like I, I turned 40. So 40, 
I feel like an imposter in life, you know, one more birthday and I'm, that's a whole nother thing probably for therapy. Uh, so yeah, I want to talk about imposter syndrome. It's a big deal. Um, and how the next thing is, how do you deal with it? Um, and then I want to kind of find out, uh, from other artists, uh, what's something in your artistic field that you wish people that you look up to in that field, talk to more openly about, or, you know, didn't keep as close to their chest. So for me, it's this conversation. This is why we're, why I'm setting out to try to have this conversation with people in different um, artistic communities. So oh, I just noticed there's a timer up top. So it's been like 45 minutes. It's not bad. Anyway. Um, so I think that it's important to have this, this conversation is the thing that I wish people talked about more you know, as, as I was growing up, you know, because I've written a lot and I've been told no a lot. And, um, I consider myself fortunate enough to be surrounded by, for the most part, people who support me in my art and, you know, uh, not just support me, but, you know, propel me, I guess is a good way to put that. And they give me space and they give me time. And, you know, I, I try to, I try to teach my kids that, you know, they have passions, they have things they want to do. And I, I want to make sure that they don't lose the opportunity to chase that, that thing, that passion, that dream, that art. Um, because you can get bogged down in, you know, it, it's, it's a lot harder to make sacrifices for your art when you're not the only person that has to deal with the, the repercussions of those sacrifices. Um, and I, I, I want to make it okay. I want to destigmatize the starving artist, I guess. Um, because, you know, do it. Sacrifice. Spend some spend some years on your own, honing your craft, doing your art, figure out how to make it who you are day to day, and go from there. Um that's all I want for my kids is to find something they love and be happy doing it. And Maybe I wouldn't know how to um, teach them that had I not had the opposite experience. So, which is why we're here. So maybe that means something to somebody else. You know, Patreon, in case, you know, you find something of value in that. I'm sorry, I said I wasn't going to do that. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, I, I wish, for me, I wish this conversation was something that people talked about more and um i want to know what other people think about their artistic field and like i want to talk to every kind of artist because i i think that what we don't realize is that the most people are an artist of some kind um you know you could you could go to the store and you know 
whoever's behind the checkout, they may be an artist of some kind. They could be a dancer. They could be a painter. They could be a musician, you know, a digital artist that could, you know, there, there are so many different kinds of artistic fields. And what I want to do for every episode is right there. Episode three, Alex Ryder. That's me. Clearly. Um, I'm going to title each episode like that. So we got a, a friend of mine coming up on the next, next week. Um, so we're going to stick her name down here and photographer, I believe. If I'm, I'm pretty sure. Sorry, Tom. Anyway, it's going to, it's going to basically have her name there with her thing. So we're going to do that. Um, I've been reaching out to other, other people, people I look up to, uh, people that I follow on social media. You can follow me on social media, Alex T. Holden. Uh, one word, almost all social media, I'm at Alex T. Holden. Um, and I, there's a couple abject demiurge podcast pages on my website and Facebook has one and I try to use hashtags and they're on the intro, most of them. And on the introductions, I think, and the descriptions for the episodes. Um, I think I'm wrapping this up because I've already done this once. I think the last time was an hour and 10 minutes. And I think I've kept this um, a little bit more concise. Like I said, I, I am new to this and I am working on my radio voice. I'm trying to say um less and have long silences, but that will get easier when I, when I'm talking to other people and they're telling their stories. So if you're an artist, a creator of anything, um, and you want to talk about your mistakes and failures, then, you know, send me a DM. My email's out there somewhere. Find me on one of these places, you know, find me, let me know. And we'll talk, talk about anything. If you know, artists who struggle and, you know, don't feel like they have a place that they can talk about this. If you are one that feels like you don't have a place that you can talk about this, um, this is the place. Let's, let's normalize this conversation. Let's talk about failures and how you have either grown from them and because of them, or, you know, we can talk about finding ways to move beyond them and grow from them. Um, this, this, this can also be a cathartic experience for, you know, the person that we're talking to, that I'm talking to, we were talking to. I, I did also want to say, cause I can't remember if I said it in this version, uh, but I do this myself. Um, I don't really, part of the reason why I'm not editing this is because a, because it's in keeping with the theme of the show. Um, you know, we're putting all our flaws and mistakes and bruises and warts out there for everyone to see, uh, because that's how we grow. But also because I don't fucking have time. Like, this is another thing on top of, you know, day job, family, trying to get writing in there as much as possible. And then I do this basically on Sundays or whatever day of the week, you know, a person is available to talk to. So, um, you know, just trying to fit it in where I can. So this is another thing. So I don't, I don't have time to do editing, but I also want to, you know, make that part of this process. Like it is any other creative process, you know, 
so you know this is an art form right um so i think that's about it we're we're uh wrapping this up but uh we're gonna i'm gonna do this other transition thing which again i don't think i'm gonna be using when i actually talk to people but uh we're gonna go ahead and do this real quick because i don't want to waste them because i made them so this last segment is called the close um basically i want to just ask whoever i'm talking to about any advice that they would give to other artists who may also be struggling within their field or another field um any you know it kind of goes a little bit with the the previous prompt about um things you wish people in your field talked about um this is what what you would say you know that thing that was missing for you what do you want to say so for me i would just say you know keep writing people are going to tell you no they're going to tell you it sucks they're going to tell you it's a hobby they're going to tell you it is not a practical way to live life they're going to tell you that that is not what society expects of you they're going to tell you that there is no practical application for writing stories and it's bullshit do not under any circumstance listen to them because at its bare minimum the practical application that it has is allowing you to be who you are is keeping you sane because if i if i didn't if i couldn't write if i didn't write i probably would not be here um the process of needing to tell stories has kept me alive and that is not an exaggeration so even if it's just to be who you are at the bare minimum the practical application is that you have a right to be who you are and you have a right to tell your story and you have whatever that story is whether it's you know a true story whether it's fiction you know whatever whether it's poetry whether it's painting dancing you know, anything, 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 any artistic endeavor, any creative endeavor, and it, no matter what it is, um, you, you have the right to be who you are. And there's nothing more practical than being yourself. So that's what I would say. I would say, don't listen to people's bullshit. Cause there's a lot of fucking people out there who don't want, they want to apply standard definitions to success and to failure. And in the artistic community, that is not applicable. I don't think I just, I really don't, I don't think that it is. I think that art being as subjective as it is and as personal as it is, um, you succeed as long as you're doing it. Uh, you succeed as long as you're putting time into it and as long as you love it. And that's not to say that if you've quit, that I don't think that you're an artist because that is something that I really want to hear about. Um, you know, let's talk about it. Let's talk about 
how to how to get to a place where you can let go of the the separation between you and your art because there isn't any um and you know i if you have quit i get it i get it if you stop doing art i get it i absolutely get it i mean it fucking sucks to to make something and have people tell you no it sucks and i i don't i want i want to talk to people too who have felt that because you know we're all on the same team no matter what kind of art we do we're all on the same team so i will work on getting some oh last thing uh for the the patrons um which i i have zero of so far um what i want to do when i start if i can start getting some people in there some patrons is uh, I made one tier. It's just the lowest tier I could possibly make it three dollars. Um, I want to announce to the patrons in in the in the thing basically, you know, who our artist is coming up, what their art is, and if anybody has questions, they can. We're going to do questions at the end, um, and we're just going to. They can be questions for me. They can be questions for the artist, and you know, we'll see how that goes. And if I don't have any, I don't have any. But I, I'm going to keep doing this for as long as the internet will allow me, I guess, or whatever. Is that a thing? Um, so anyway, I, I think I'm wrapping this up um, a little bit better than I think I did the last time. So it may have been for the best. Um, I just want to say to anybody out there that's you know, if you are an artist or you know an artist or, you know, send them my way. However, you know, my email's in there, everything, wherever, you, whatever platform you use, whatever, just we'll have a conversation. We'll talk about it. Um, if you have a shop, we'll put it up there for everybody to see and we'll go from there. So. Um, I do have this little outro thing I made and I'm going to go ahead and play that and um, keep doing what you do.